This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Well, hey, everybody. Here we are. It's uh, Wednesday evening, so we're just all getting together. It's already chatting about stuff. And glad you could join us. Hey, if you haven't done so uh, before, you might think about just joining us here on Zoom. If you go to the Facebook page, um, I've uh, posted an announcement about this live stream, and I put the link right there in the description. So all you have to do is click it, come on into the room, hang out. Seems like most weeks here lately we've been having somebody you know join us that's new or hasn't joined us in a while. So that's always fun to see who's out there and what's going on. So uh, thanks for your participation. So anyways, we were just chatting about um, glass build. Uh, that topic came up. So that's getting close now. And uh, it's been a couple of years since I've been there. And uh, I didn't go last year, but I'm definitely planning on going this year. And um, everybody else going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm planning it. I'm on Where the fence. Is Where is that this year? Vegas. Vegas. Las Wages. Yeah. Yeah. So that ought to be fun. You going, Brian? No, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. No. It's a pretty good expense. Uh, obviously, as you know, from this side of the world, uh, Atlanta certainly is just an hour and a half drive for me. <laughs> it's a lot easier, but I don't know. We'll see. I typically go. Um, this is actually, this may be my first Las Vegas that I've not gone to. Hmm. So we'll see. Hey, it's all right off, you know. Hey, is anybody on this call? That makes it free, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Keith? Sorry. Is anybody on this call have any supply and demand issues with any of their current products? Supply and demand. Any any uh, shortages or anything? The no. brush bronze ladder handles, eight inch or six inch ladder handle. If you if you if there's any products that you're having a hard time getting hold of, even though they're not out of them, but there's supply and demand issues, going to glass build single handedly will get rid of that problem. Oh yeah, you that's go, true. You go see these people in person. I'm telling you from experience, you will you go meet them face to face. I came here just to see you and so grateful, blah, 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 maybe do a post, you will not have shortage issues because no one ever talks about, there's not an outage issue. There's just supply and demand issues, which means they'll send the products to the people they want to. And so I, I would argue you just really can't, if you have a supply and demand issue, you can't afford not to go there. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, you get to know people and they know your face and they... They remember you. Then when you call, you know, somebody's going to get those parts. We talked about all relationships, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest right there. You will go out of your way yeah, to see them. That's big. With a company like Cardinal, though, you're you're dealing with a 
customer service rep that I, I don't know. Does it work for, for something like that too? It well, helps. well, my first question would be, do you have a supply and demand issue with Cardinal? On a couple of issue, a couple of specific parts. Yes. Like I said, like brush bronze uh, ladder handles. Do they not have them? They're not shipping until October is what they say. Now, I don't know. I don't know if they say they don't have them or if they're just slow. I'm not uh, saying this is the answer, Brian, but I can tell yeah. you when it you, when it's the, yeah, these guys are dying to have people in their booths there. And you say, you know, I came here to see you personally. I've been buying for you for years. I, I'm a big fan of your product. I want to continue selling your product. You know, how are we looking on the Vibrant Brush Bronze or whatever the finish is? You're like, and by the way, a year from now, it's going to be a different color. And so yeah. the, the issue is never going to go away. It's just who can right. build the strongest relationships. So I, it's not a foolproof plan, but I'm telling you, it cuts you to the front of the line. Cut that makes sense. Line. Well, I went there one year. It was after True Light took over a company here in Fremont called Western States and drove into the ground. And I found a vice president of True Light. And I just let her have it. You took a perfectly good company and just ruined it. So it does work at the trade show, you know, finding people. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't ha it doesn't hurt to have you know somebody's high up their cell phone number, you know, or to have that established relationship with someone where you can send them the text message. Well, if a sales rep's there and he's servicing a hundred people, but only five of his current customers show up, these guys are at the booth and they have to report back to somebody. And so they want, you know, one thing that I've been doing, you guys, you might want to look at this, like right before you read, go write a Google review. You'd be surprised how many of these massive companies have three, four, five Google reviews and none of them are five star. Like go out of your way to do something for them before you ask something. I'm telling you, these these little things go a long way. Mm. I mean, we're not doing anything special, you know. We're just doing all these little soft skills. Out, this water just beats the rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's not just supply and demand. Sometimes you just need it quicker. You just need somebody to to not follow their normal procedure to get it through quicker for you. And when you have the that same relationship, person, it helps. The same person, Brian, that says they can't get it to you to October is also the same person that can do it if they want to. There's a big difference. You know, you right. got five installs you got to do this week, but if someone flashed 10 grand in front of your face, you know, you'd move them to the front of the line. You'd figure it out. You'd figure right. it out. And they're going to, they're no different. They put their pants on the same way you do. Yep. Yeah, and if you think about it, it just makes sense that um, if you've got to take care of somebody and you've got this person who's showing up at Glassville, they're, they're networking, they're talking to people, you know that they have a lot of relationships, right? Because they're showing up to these networking events. Now, who do you want to make sure likes you? That guy who's talking to everybody, shaking everybody's hand knows everybody or the guy who, you know, nobody knows and he doesn't really have anybody to tell whether he's getting good service or not. 
You know, you mm-hmm. want to be that guy, that kind of squeaky wheel, you know, that, that, uh, hey, I want to take care of this guy because he knows a lot of people and he's talking to a lot of people. And if I do him a solid, he's likely to be telling everybody, you know, what a great company we are. Yeah. Just makes sense. When I, when I, when we used to first go, um, my father and I, Doug, we'd follow around. I don't know if everybody knows Tom Whitaker from Mr. Shardor. Oh, yeah. We used to follow around on his coattails. And we wouldn't say anything. We'd sit there and listen. And he talked to these same people we were buying from. And we'd hear how he was doing his little deals and getting favorable either discounts or lead times. And then we'd wait. Tom would go, you know, get VIP dinner somewhere. And we would go back into that booth and say, you know, we would basically regurgitate exactly what he said. And so if you hang around those booths long enough, maybe it's not Cardinal that's going to help you. But maybe there's a, a shower door company in the Midwest that's buying these handles that you want by the hundreds and you, you strike a relationship with them and pay a couple more points. I mean, we have we've made a lot of those relationships there at the show. So maybe it's mm-hmm. not even the vendor. Maybe it's somebody that's already buying from the vendor. It's exactly right. the point I was going to make. Yeah. When they see you at the show, Brian, then they're going to say, well, who else? What other booth is he going to stop at? If we can't supply him, right. he's got to look for somebody else, right? So now yeah. it's also got a bug in your ear that maybe they're not even going to get your business. They should, but you know, you can't hold your business hostage to that. You have to, you have to find those handles or hinges or whatever yeah. else you need. So good point. It's always going to be something. It's always something. Always. It's a fact. Yeah. So what size ladder poles were you looking for? Uh, six or eight inch. I can't, can't remember which at the moment. Brush bronze. Oh, brush bronze. Yeah. Back, back yeah. to back, right? Back to back. Uh, if you send me an email, I can check our inventory for you. Okay. I'll do That's, that. Thanks. Yeah. Nice. That's nice. See, it's about relationships. That's all it is. Of course That's it all is. It is. Do they you need to hear, be? Uh, you didn't hear round? how much they were, Brian. <laughs> no. <laughs> one, one bridge at a time. It's supply and demand, dude. <laughs> That's right. No. <laughs> You're killing yeah. me, Keith. Oh, come over here. <laughs> the bag of sugar costs $2, but that little metal thing on top costs $200. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> what was that, Brad? Yeah. Did you want the, uh, the round bar type? That are the ladder yeah. poles. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not certain, but structures in Florida might have that. I know they have the square ladder poles and they've got them in that finish. Almost everybody okay. has the round ones. Yeah. 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 Stru- structure uh, could be a good company. They just haven't brought enough in. I mean, they're importing it like everyone else. They just don't bring in as big a quantity because they don't have the customer base yet. So you, mm. the timing may be right. They're grow. They're growing a lot. I've seen so many changes in the yeah. years that I've, I, I don't give them a lot of business, but I give them a you know a fair bit. So, uh, mm. but they come out with stuff. So, good, good point. Um, Brian, did you say you're using HMI Cardinal out of Louisville? Yeah. Man, we just yeah, had yeah. Uh, a glass delivery yesterday, about 40 pieces of glass, I guess. It was a lot. And we got 
most of the way through the stack. And uh, one of the pieces was broken. And come to find out, it wasn't tempered. Whoa. I was going to say, it would have been in a hump. Did it, it wasn't tempered, man. I, I, I'm real concerned. Oh, I, you know, I need to figure out who I can reach in their company that is higher up, if anybody has any names. Because when you talk to the people that in their, their team, Pod 4 is the team I deal with. You know, I, I'm not getting the answers I wanted to know. I can help you, Brad. Okay. Can help Thank you. First of all, look at the glass. See if there's a bug on it. There see. is. Okay, so they bugged it. They you bugged st- it. You still got the label? Oh yeah, they're they're picking up samples of it tomorrow. Ask them for the tempering log. You want to know the date and the time because that's part of the certification. They have to keep that record. You want the date and time that that piece got tempered. Got it. All right, then they know you're serious. This is actually what I was asking for, and I'm not quite getting it right now. So, and uh, of course, I get business and uh, busy and sidetracked and everything else. And then, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. but I need to get some answers because I want to make sure that we don't have other pieces that's going to be an issue. Well, okay. Now, before we go too deep, you say it's broken. Can you define that? Because to some big, people, a big sliver. pieces, big pieces. Big. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so we're sending them back uh, some big pieces, including the, the temper seal on it. Document everything. Are they broken like in pieces like it was heat strengthened instead of tempered? Not really. Uh, Just like it's in still annealed? Yeah, almost. Mm-hmm. But what was weird is I saw on the edge uh, of one of them where it was, looks like some chipping like it was being um what do they call that when they like somebody uh takes uh something and chips the edge a ham- hammered edge chip hammered edge, edge. Yeah. yeah you know uh one of the edges kind of looked like that that was interesting to me so i'm mm-hmm. sure it had a certain amount of heat treating but not not heat treated like you would expect so so that's Chris, how can you tell problem. the difference Sorry. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert on tempering. I just know that it's not tempered. How do you tell the difference between heat treated and tempered? Usually, you, you brought it up, Chris. Usually they're logs. They're logs. Oh, I mean, there's a big difference. The, the tempering is not supposed to break any bigger than, I believe, the size of a nickel or dime. And heat shrink, then it's supposed to break up into these islands. Maybe they're sporadic, but it's not like in half. It's got the whole thing breaks, but it's like a multiple of tempering times, I don't know, 10. Right? Right. It's so, like that. It's like it breaks kind of the same way tempered does, yes. but in big chunks. Big chunks. Here's yeah. a piece of heat treated glass that broke. Yeah. Some of these pieces were well yeah. over. Yeah, so what are you showing us there? That's heat treated. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't tempered properly. No, it's heat treated. That kind of broke into like strips or something yeah. here. So Brian, I think there's gotta... actually a little sensor he can ask for if you just call and say, listen, I'm worried about this in the future. They'll send you like this thing and you can, whoever checks in your glass can scan it. Or I know there's a way of doing it. 
I know that like you can put on um, like polarized polarized glass. Yeah, yeah. And you it, can it, it can see kind of the size of the little, you know, yeah. if they're really small little dots, or if they're big, you know, dots. Oh, really? <laughs> I've got a tempered yeah. glass detector. Right. Oh, yeah. CRL sells it. Yeah. 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 Really? Do they? They yeah. do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just Google it. Yeah, we Thank used to. Did. A long time ago, we used to order glass without the tempering bug, and we would get a certification um, to have it. But the code is the inspectors want to make sure the bug is there because when they go out to the house and inspect a home, that's what they look for is the bug. So when we used to get it without bugs, we had to actually get a detector and, and bring it to the inspector, and they would use that detector, and it's the only way we'd get it through. But the code really is written that it must be in plain view for the inspector. But there was builders and customers that didn't want that bug. So they asked us to bury it in a channel or put it behind the hinge plate. That um, doesn't really meet their code requirement, but it, you know, as long as it's tempered and you can prove it's tempered, the, the inspector, uh, he'll let it go. Sure. Okay. All right. Does anybody know anybody though at Cardinal HMI that might be higher up the food chain well is not david coral work there yeah he's he's one of the higher ups i think i just reach out to max pearlstein he's like he's the best he'll tell you who you got to talk to oh yeah no stuff max anytime i had an issue similar to this i call max he'll kind of back channel who you got to talk to and make the introduction yeah ah Nice. But I wouldn't go in there swinging. I'd go in there no, as nice I'm not. as pie. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. No, you could be doing them a favor. Obviously, yeah. they don't know it. Yeah. Sure. There may have been 50 panels that went through during that time frame. Oh, man. That's a scary thought. Man. It is. It's a real yeah, scary man. thought because what are we going to do? I mean, I've got a lot of glass. Yeah. Now, piece on your. Uh, Chris, I'm getting a warning on the screen and it can't be detected. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you're coming through. Oh, that's weird. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, you now that you have both an annealed piece and a tempered piece, when you go to the shop to to touch them, you can almost hear the difference when you feel it. One is a more tinny mm -hmm. sound when it's not tempered. It's kind of weird. If you mm. pay attention to it, you have two pieces. You can almost hear the difference. Mm. Okay. It's got a different sound to it altogether. I'd buy one of the sensors. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I mean, that's this is a great time to get one of those. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know I mean, would like today. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, they should supply it for you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just send them the bill. Yeah. You put me in an awkward position. Yeah, I don't see how they could argue with you on that. I mean, I've, I've, never, heard, that I've never heard of that ever happening. Back in the day, we had we had a similar issue. Coral ended up giving us those. Mm -hmm. And even furthermore, they wanted us to stop shipping the glass back for scratches. We got them to gift us the, the glass weld systems to remove the scratch removers. Because it was cheaper for them just to buy that for us and us remove the scratches than keep sending the glass back. Yeah. 
Yeah, you think about the cost from Alabama to Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Handling yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's pennies. Brad, I've got a tempered glass detector if, if it'll do you any good. I mean, I'm about <laughs> two hours north. So that, oh, that might cool. be worth it. I'll uh it might take you up on that, okay, Brian? Just in Brad, Chattanooga. Brad, okay. just so you know, Uber runs a courier. Thing you can actually have an Uber yeah. guy drive it there. Yep. Huh. Wow. And send it to my bill. <laughs> yeah. All so right. Uber Eats basically for glass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, this is great information. I appreciate all of this. Hey, that's what we do, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Again, uh, it's why the group is so valuable. Somebody in the group knows Absolutely. something about it. I'll tell you. I have That's not right. pretend like we do. And Chris, in all your years, you've never run into that? I have never heard of somebody getting a piece of glass that was stamped tempered that wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time, you know, but it, I've never experienced it. Well, that I that hope, freaks me out. I hope it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Every tempering facility I've ever been to, the glass goes on the bed the tempering stamps are on the loading bed. They're not like, because to it, even for the human, it would, you did. Most guys aren't going to want to bend down on an L box to stamp it. It's easier to stamp it when it's up on the bed. So when it's on the bed, it's, they don't take it off the bed. It goes through the oven. So it's probably a machine related issue, which very well mean, I mean, I know I'm going to sound like Debbie Downer. It was very well mean. There's probably other pieces because their furnace isn't just a one and done. Or so if that one went through the furnace and that piece, if that ink is actually, you know, tempered on the glass, I'm sure there was other pieces in there. Might not be for your job or or stop, but I would be checking all those pieces until you feel confident. Um, I'll be checking mine. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Right. We break every morning when ours go through, they have test pieces. First thing they do before we run it is we run it through and we break it every day. Just for, you know, because you don't see the tempering. You just assume it goes in one side and comes out the other. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of gauges and stuff that tell you yeah. like it's doing what it's supposed to do, right? Yeah. Yes. I, you know. Wow. Nobody, nobody wants to see how the sausage is made. You just want to know the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I would do the same thing. I'd want to just break one just uh, for the peace of mind of knowing that, you know, each batch is getting done properly. Mm -hmm. By the of way, Brad, what, what thickness was it? Three eighths. Okay. It was a pretty good size panel, like a door maybe? or a Bigger than a door. It was a panel with a seat notch in it. Whoa. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's serious. Yeah, I mean, serious. I mean, it's weakened already just because of the notch, right? So now that it's annealed, it's really weak. That's that's actually a dangerous piece. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you, and you didn't notice it when the driver was there? He, he dropped off the pallet and left? No, 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 no. Uh, we were unloading it out of the truck and we got about two thirds of the through the stack before we saw that piece. Oh. And of course it was tricky to get it out because it wanted to 
fall apart on us when we're, you know, taking more pieces off. Yeah. And um, yeah. So they still took it off the truck or did he just not take it right back? We, uh, I took pictures of everything immediately, the shipping label, temper seal, the broken right. glass. And then we uh, threw it all in a dumpster. And then they said, well, hey, uh, we want to look at that glass. Can you save us the pieces or some of the pieces? And uh, so I said, well, yeah, I got to go get it out of the dumpster. But we boxed it up and uh, they pick it up tomorrow. All right. So. Uh, fill us in next week on what happened. It, that's going to be okay. interesting. All right. Be interesting. Yeah, cliffhanger. <laughs> well, you know, you guys have tuned. had a lot of those. Stay tuned. <laughs> if uh, if they had a temporary power outage as it goes through the quench part, you're supposed to eject everything that was in the furnace at the time. And some people may try and push that. Ours, you can't. A Moppy has a sensor in there. It sets the alarm off and you have to reject it. Some of the older ones, they kind of like spin the wheel and hope that it was tempered properly. It depends how long your power outage was for. Yeah. Well, hmm. the, the rep evidently that we deal with um, used to work at Coral years ago years and years ago and he said that uh they had an issue once where one of the burners went out or something of that nature so a section went out or something and they had some glass that went out that didn't get tempered properly who's the rep uh gosh i was afraid you'd ask me that um mike bailey doug paul mike bailey uh, mike, mike bailey, bailey. Yeah. he's my rep oh my gosh He's my yeah, rep. you na name drop us. Tell them our guys in the group are going to blast you if you don't take <laughs> care of this. <laughs> well, he we knows know about Mike it, Bailey. For sure. <laughs> we know Mike Bailey. Okay. All right. Do you think he uh, can pull some strings to get to the bottom of this thing? Yeah. Again, depends. Well, if they're going to want to get to the bottom of this. I mean, yes. this is. This is not something that anybody's going to want to just sweep under the rug. That's for sure. No. Okay. Yeah. So that makes my problems seem small. <laughs> Thanks, man. Of course, my problems are small. But... You know how that plays down the line, too. You install something that's it's, uh, not tempered and something happens first person they go after is you yeah. then you got to try and backtrack it to them but if the glass breaks and somebody gets hurt and you can't even find the tempering logo because it's broken unless you only buy from them you don't know where the glass came from unless well, we got records weapon. on our computer yeah. system yeah, yeah you that. can you can you so, can defend yourself but yeah it's going to be expensive just to defend yourself. Sure. Yeah, your insurance company is not going to do it. Your insurance oh my company God. is going to pay. What I need to do everybody's going to do pay. some quality control checks, go out there with a detector and, you know, check things out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because what they do is they like, well, you guys know. Just sue everybody. Sure. Okay. Everybody who's even anybody anywhere with near money, it. And the HMI will be the one with the deepest pockets. Yeah. You know, so, so. there's another point for going to glass show. You'll learn a lot of that if you go to the glass show. Now that you're armed with this information, 
because there are other tempers at the show, other glass suppliers at the show, and you can talk about that situation. Um, again, you get a lot of information there. Sure. I well, mean, you know, I, I point to Brad, but I'm actually saying that for Brian's purpose. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Just another reason to go. Mm -hmm. I'm listening for sure. Yeah. It helps. Plus, you can Appreciate hang out it. with us, you know? I mean, what, what could be better than that? That's the best part, right? Right. Well, that's the only reason I go. Go to a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe see an Elvis impersonator or something. Who knows? Maybe we could do a There's live that. show. We can do a live show on the floor after it closes. Absolutely. That sounds killer. That would be really good. You know, I think if you talk to Andrew, they would set you up a spot right there. So you could almost do a, a podcast from, from the booth. You could probably do it from the NGA booth, just uh, designate an hour or so of their time. Oh, yeah. They, the they usually have a couple of rooms dedicated for media and podcasting and stuff. So I bet they already got it set up. Nice. Yeah. Sure, that's right. They're professionals. You got some pull, Chris. Yeah, we'll see. It's all good on paper. That's right. <laughs> no, they're they're nice folks. They they've always they've always been really really kind to me and treated me really well. I love the NGA. And I'm a member. Who's, you should be a member too. Who's Angie? You talking about? No, NGA National oh, Glass Association. Okay. National Glass Association. Or Andrew Andrew Herring. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some other good reasons to go there? You go and find your suppliers and make them take you out to dinner. That's the best part. I would have said caulking, but Chris, that wouldn't. Caulking. <laughs> I made it. It's nine o'clock. <laughs> Dude, I, let, me tell yeah, you, yeah, right. <laughs> let me tell you something about Vegas and caulking. So yeah. when I was an apprentice, um, they were building the, um, they call it like a, a composite, um, on Nellis Air Force Base, they were building a medical center. So it was like half hospital and half like VA, basically. And this building or this campus was just like acres and acres of like glass buildings. And my job was primarily talking, you know. And it was like these big, like sausage guns full of, um, back then it was like Vulcan. And it's like the, the Army Corps of Engineers is who's running the job, right? So um, that's who you know who's inspecting your stuff. So, I mean, I like had to cock up miles and miles of this Vulcan um, as an apprentice with like the Army Corps of Engineers breathing down my neck. So it's like, I got pretty good at it. <laughs> but it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And this is why. Whenever you're caulking a new tool, you always have to remember the right, um, the, the, the right sequence of events. So you caulk, lick, and wipe. Don't ever wipe, then lick. <laughs> Because 
Yeah. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. And then I've done that. And then I've doubled down on that drilling a hole. I got my driver bit in here. I take my spear point, switch it out, throw it in my mouth, grab the, grab the driver bit. And, and when I close my mouth, you can see the perfect circle from where I burnt my bottom. <laughs> I smell like an idiot. cooking. Yeah. Everybody's got to do it at least once. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the, the fun part about talking was having two part talking. You had to oh yeah. The two parts. You had a half hour to do it or so. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Those were the days. I like shower doors. I always told the Corps Cor of Engineers guys, says, I can't see it from my house. It looks just fine. They never liked that. They don't like that saying. No. <laughs> well, um, I came in uh, about three minutes late on this. And so was the topic originally why go to the glass show? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get ideas all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. I always. mean, all kinds of ideas. And uh, like good ideas, bad ideas, <laughs> even some bad ideas, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> well, okay, good example, really good example. Uh, you can learn what other product is out there, right? For instance, when the grids were really starting to come around, there were three or sure. four vendors that had grid doors up there. Some of them were very difficult to clean because they had open grids both inside and outside. One of the other companies had it outside only. Some had the grids applied with double-sided tape. Some of them were painted on the glass. So now you can start looking and understanding each vendor and what they had to offer. So when you're mm. going out to a house to measure and say, hey, I got a quote from Dreamline, well, at least you understand what Dreamline is selling and you know what you're trying to sell against. Exactly. That's the other thing. It opens you up to what else is out there. I'm looking at barn door styles from... 10 different companies and each one has their own idiosyncrasy, an anti-jump bar, uh, a nicer stopper, uh, a better guide on the bottom. Uh, one of them has too much space where you can actually put a bottle of shampoo between the panels of glass. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Some of them are so wide, it's ridiculous. And they give you this huge gasket to fill the, the space. But it's, it's really good to learn what other vendors have out there so you know what you're selling against. Mm -hmm. which is what I'll be looking for in this next show. One of our, one of my favorite ones was, uh, let's see, 15, 17, 2018. Soon as Doug and I come down the escalators, the first booth we saw was um, a company called, um, is it Podium? Podium. And it was a web-based app for Google reviews. But what we, what we were looking for is we wanted to give something more for the installers, another incentive to, you know, just kind of break up the monotony and, and make them feel like there's more to get. And so that we knew that the Google reviews had a big, they were a big component on your SEO rankings on your website, on the homepage of Google, the Google reviews are actually more important than you paying to be on the top of the list. And the point of their app was the installers, when they were done, the customer says, oh, my God, this is amazing. They're like, well, if you really think so, you know, you'd be doing me a huge favor if you did a, a Google review. Would you mind me sending you a link? And this link didn't require them to do a sign in or password or any of that shit. I don't know how it did it, 
but it allowed them to receive a text, write a review and hit send and it automatically uploaded. Mm-hmm. And then the managers could account for how many of these Google reviews they were getting and they could kind of like interact through this app. And it really set off our Google reviews. That's when we really started um, getting them because we, just like the rest of us, we kind of forget about it and you get it through the monotony, but they're getting paid for every one of these Google reviews. And before you knew it, we blinked their eye. There's 2,500 Google reviews, all five-star Google reviews. And our SEO ranking is number one. And th- there's a correlation between those two. Google likes to retrieve all the data from relevant users and they, they deem you as a professional because everybody keeps leasing these Google reviews. And so that, that was one of the favorite things that we picked up from GlassBuild. And we had no idea that this was even a thing. And if we weren't at the show, we would have never seen it. Mm-hmm. Since then, it's become wow. easier and you don't necessarily need that. But there's always something there, always. So you're not using Podium anymore? No, we still are. We okay, still yeah. Are. Well, what he's saying is it's easier. There's testimonial tree. There's there's probably 10 others now. Uh, since yeah, yeah. They, they found Podium back in, what was it, 18, Keith? Was 17, it? 18, right 17, around there. Yeah. And we're still using them. Well, Podium does a lot of other stuff besides just that, right? Yeah, it's almost like a constant contact also. You can send emails through it. They have other features and functions. The Google reviews was kind of the hook to get you Mm -hmm. in. And then once you started seeing the other things, it was like, okay, you can do that, but you got to pay for this license. And And, and there's some good things to it. Um, It's just nothing that we had use for at the time. The Google reviews, and more importantly, people aren't typically going to leave Google review, especially if they got to create an account and now it's personal information. This kind of bypassed all that, which made it really uh, convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it takes. I mean, it takes making it really, really convenient for somebody to do that for you. Exactly. It, but the, the benefit where it helped us too, is it gave the installers the incentive that if they could get paid for these reviews, that they're going to sweep up every little thing, even though they're always supposed to do it anyhow. It just reinforced it. It made them better installers. Yeah, they didn't want a bad review because they're like, oh my God, if I get a one-star review, everybody's going to see that. I got. And so they, they don't want to be held accountable by their peers. Like, what are you doing? You got a one-star review. You know, you're going to be doing removals for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of bonus do you give your installers for the reviews? We we hit give them a, a number that each store has to, well, each, I shouldn't say store, each location that the installers come out of have a target number to hit each month. And once they get that, then the company kicks in like 250 bucks that's split between the guys. If they get to the next tier, then we jump it from 250 to 300 to 350 but starts at 250. So the company always puts $250 out there every month and it gets split among the number of guys pro rationally of who are the ones that get the reviews. The ones that hustle is going to make more money. There's been guys that get an extra 500 bucks a month. I think we did TVs one month on top of that, just for, you know, all these five-star Google reviews. I mean, what are you willing to pay for a thousand Google reviews? Oh, five star. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. People, and Keith, you're right about the, um, the, the rankings on Google. Google loves those, 
those Google reviews. I mean, that'll, there's nothing as good for your SEO as that. That's correct. Better than Yelp, better than Better Business Bureau, better than all of that. I can't even believe Better Business Bureau is still in business. Google <laughs> Analytics just came out with a new platform. So like, for instance, like, so I have Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And on each one of those platforms, there's a hyperlink to go right to our website. And every day I can see how many people, new users went to the website, but I also know what platform they come through. So if I run a certain campaign on a platform, I say, oh, wow, this campaign really worked or this one was a total flop. I'm not going to do that again. And so now I can start really honing in the pipeline and targeting the marketing that's going out through the social media, because I know which ones are going to generate clicks to the website and you, you know, you start getting them in the funnel and narrowing it down. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a good thing. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, one thing I started doing years ago is um, Keith reminded me when he was talking about, you know, when you finish up a job, and they're, the customer's just stoked by it. They're like, oh, it's wonderful. I used to pull out my iPhone and be like, hey, would you do just a quick little video? Just like two minutes. Um, and uh, people would would almost always agree to it. And so if you look on my like uh, my YouTube channel or something, like way back, there's a bunch of these little, you know, two-minute reviews. I was just a customer. It's like, oh yeah, showcase shower girl did my shower and it's great. They were fast, you know, they did a great job. They were friendly and whatever. And those things were awesome. I don't know why I stopped doing that. I need to start, start doing that again because really it's super easy to do, especially if you catch them right at that moment when, you know, they're just, ah, oh, they're just so happy Oh yeah, yeah. Stand there in front of your shower door and just, you know, just remember to mention the name of the company, <laughs> and um, and that's because like, oh, well, what what should I say? You know, I'll just you know mention the name of the company and just you know say that you're happy. And uh, a lot of times, the most shy people would like go on for like five minutes, you know, about how wonderful you are. Man, there's nothing better than um, than you know, just a, a third party talking about you. What are they really so they say, well, what should I say? And you whip out a script. Right, exactly. <laughs> just, re- just read this. <laughs> Showcase shower door is very good. Now, as soon as they start nodding their head that they're okay, I turn the camera on and just like follow my lead. And it, I, I basically, yeah, we came out here. Do you like what happened? And they, yes, and they mentioned the company. Don't even give them time to think about it. Sometimes the videos can get real awkward. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Yeah, there's no reason why you can't stand there and and coach them or ask them questions like you're interviewing them. Like, yeah. yeah, So, what do you like about Showcase Shower Door? Yeah. What was the best part of getting your shower door done? Would you refer us to your friends? Yeah. Would you refer us? Set your camera up on a stand and do like they do with the flip and flop shows do the reveal, right? Bathroom doors closed. You talking to camera. Okay, now's the reveal. I'm going to go get the customer. They're going to look at the door. Set your camera up there and get their expression as they come in. You know, Ooh, that's a good idea. Five and out then of just ten get their permission to use it after. Yes, five out of ten are going to be gold. Gonna, it's always you know, easier to get uh, get forgiveness than permission, right? Yeah, just say, hey, right. uh, 
you know, I just wanted to get your expression. If you don't mind, I'd love to share it because that's how people feel when they see the job done. Mm. It's a simple thing to do. You'll have fun doing it. That's actually an excellent idea. And what's going to make you a better installer too is that you're going to clean up everything again. You're going to make sure the tape marks are there, the caulking looks good. You're going to have it all presented for them. So when that door opens and they get to come look at it, they'll go, oh my, that's great. And you'll get all that. Just record it. You can edit it later. Just record it all. Love it. You can set a GoPro up for the whole installation. Just have it ready for the end too. A lot of good stuff. I used to do that. I used to like record everything, you know, it's like end up with like miles and miles of like footage. Yeah. Like, Apple loves you. Me. Apple loves you. Cause you got to keep buying cloud storage. For yeah. all of it. <laughs> what am I going to do with all this video? But yeah, that's, you know, somebody suggested that to me at some point. I was like, wow, that's a great idea. Cause you know, everybody's got their phone with them and it's really easy. Just, Hey, you know, would you like to do a quick, uh, testimonial for me and most of the time people will say yes it's just really easy yeah what do you find is the the first thing that the people like like during the reveal when they come in what's the first thing that they look at or their overall impression is it that's oh my god the bathroom looks bigger it looks brighter it looks cleaner uh i'm glad i got rid of the old hunk that was in there before because it looked disgusting you oh know, yeah what the most common uh saying is that that one that you just mentioned like oh you should have seen the bathroom before yeah that's probably yeah. the most common thing i ever hear oh you should have seen this before it was terrible we had you know they start describing how it used to be and we took that wall and we moved it over a little and there was a tub right there it was green you know it's like it was done in the 60s and everything was just horrible. So how many doors do you install where you're going in and doing a removal of an old door, installing your new door on the same day? In other words, you've already pre-measured with the existing mm-hmm. door in there. They're not making any tile changes and you're just following the same path that the old door was. So they're going to- I see did that, that today. Okay, oh, so they're going to see the instantaneous yeah. transformation, right? Those are the most impressive yeah. ones. Yeah, the comment was, wow, my shower is a lot bigger. That that I didn't realize how small that door made it look. It was reeded glass too, the old one. But yeah, so uh, yeah, she was like, wow, this is big. I didn't realize how big it was. Yeah, that's that stuff is gold right there. Just gold. If you had your phone recording that when it was coming on, I mean, that is gold. Well, it's actually you can kind of sell it as the cheapest remodel for your bathroom because Mm -hmm. if they do nothing else no other expenditure other than replace the shower door get the biggest bang for the buck without a doubt it's a good marketing move i like that yeah Yeah. the most perceived value right uh it puts them into a complete frame doors make it look dated there's no doubt about it yeah if it has the old Aquatex glass or reeded glass or textured glass, it really looks dated. If it has the old gold color, old oh. aluminum frames with the <laughs> um, a piano hinge all the way down, it looks dated. So all of that stuff, mm-hmm. what a difference. Mm-hmm. We have yeah, a lot those, of high right Although, and those make great before and after pictures too. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. The before and afters down here, we have a lot of high rises or gated communities. So they have these Facebook pages 
you do a before and after shot or video or reel and tag that condo project or subdivision, there's a likelihood that every other one of those houses has the same exact unit. It starts spreading like fire. Yeah. yeah it's funny. We, we did this shower door for a, uh, there's a hall of fame baseball player and they live in a high rise and the wife wanted our doors, but her neighbor had just got them. So she had to go, her neighbor got three eighths Chrome. She had to get the half inch low wire. And it was just funny. They had the exact same unit, but she just wanted a, a nicer one. Oh, <laughs> Whatever yeah, they have, I want the upgrade. Brilliant. I want the upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your neighbor got this. You should get this. <laughs> you should add this on. Unless you don't think you can afford it. <laughs> Ouch. Just kidding. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I had, we have, there's this um, kind of a, uh, a building like that down in um, Pacific Grove. Um, and I got, you know, I, I got a call from this uh, customer there and their condos, you know, they just have like these single door showers, but there's, I think there's two or three of each bedroom has one. So uh, I went and did one of these shower doors for a, for a person who lived there. And then, um, then I started getting calls from other people, that same sort of a thing. So I've been out there and it was like the first one was just like, oh, man, that's kind of a pain, you know, because it's, you know, you got to get there and you can't park in the front of the place for more than 30 minutes, you know. So um, so it's just it was just me doing it. So I had to go up the elevator and everything. So I figured out how to, like, set up my cart and put all my stuff on my cart. And then I put my door on a glazer saver, you know, so it's like real easy to kind of just roll it, you know, through the through the building. And uh, so I could actually I figured out I could actually get the customer to take my cart. Like, hey, would you, you know, would you push my cart for me? And they, they would. <laughs> so I could like and just have my uh, my door on a glazer saver and just like roll it into the elevator and uh, really do it all just in one trip, which was pretty cool since it was just a single door. But I ended up doing like, I don't know, three different condos up there. And a couple of them, you know, I did both both doors. Um, or there was like, yeah, I think there were two bathrooms with, with uh, two bedroom, two baths, something like that. Well, you know, why not? Definitely. Definitely. Do you, treat nice customer, you treat the customers right in those high rises or those developments, you're going to get business there for life. They're going to tell their neighbors. We've said that a long time ago. It's nice to get builders and remodelers, but they don't share good subs with the other builders. They have a good sub. They like to keep them to themselves. But the homeowners, they'll go out to mm. dinner with them and say, oh, you want a shower door? Use this guy. They'll recommend you night and day. So mm. you get so much repeat business from doing homeowner work. Mm -hmm. But it's all about soft skills too. You know, you have to know how to talk to them and treat them right, but... Chris, by you getting them involved, you know, push the cart, they're already part of your team right there before you've even drilled one hole. They're already part of your team. Then they'll follow you back out to check out your truck and make sure you're an organized guy. Yeah. 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 And it's that, funny that, that you say that. It's true. I mean, because I'm hesitant to ask customers to do anything like that. 
because I feel weird about it. But really, it's the best thing you can do. I mean, if you can involve them in some way where, you know, they're not at risk of getting hurt, you know, Scott knows you don't want to hurt your customers or anything. But like something like that, pushing the cart. I mean, anybody can push a cart, you know, there's no danger involved or whatever. And they feel like, yeah, like you say, like they're on the team. They're on the team. They're part of it. Yeah. All of a sudden there's an immediate bond. We right. used to have and a salesman. Yeah. We had a mm. salesman that used to, you know, he'd go for his early morning appointments and he'd get to there and they'd say, hey, you want a cup of coffee? And he would always turn it down. And then one day he said, you know, I decided to do it. And they had me sit at the table and made my mm-hmm. best sale. They were easy. He says, now I never turn down a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I, anytime somebody do it, I'll sit down with them. And you get that chance to bond before you even get into the sales thing. Mm-hmm. And uh made a big difference in, in just uh, his percentage of closing deals. I'm with you. I'll never turn down a cup of coffee. I love coffee. There you go. Oh. And it keeps you awake. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, uh, Benjamin Franklin was, was a crafty guy. And um, what he would do is when he met a new person, he would um, borrow something from them. <laughs> it's like borrow a book um, was his favorite thing to do. So he'd meet a new person, didn't even know him. Say, hey, I heard you have this book. I haven't read it, can I borrow that book? And they'd be like, well, like reluctantly, you know, would loan him the book. And maybe he'd already read the book. He didn't even read it. He'd just take it home and keep it for a while and then return it. And what he found was that people would feel more ingratiated towards you after doing something for you mm-hmm. than after you doing something for them. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, if you do something nice for someone, they kind of feel indebted to you and that's not really a positive thing, but if you let them do something for you, then they almost feel like you owe them. one, And that's really a good position to be in with somebody. It's pretty clever. It's extremely clever and pretty accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little philosophy for you. No extra charge. Just throw that in as a bonus. Speaking of that, how can I help you, Chris? <laughs> That's right. What can I do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you got five minutes left. What other reasons would you want to make <laughs> to the show? All right. All right. Uh, there's some great shows there to go see other than the glass show. So advantage of the mini vacation is a good thing, but you know, Max was on this show. You got to get, you go to the show and you meet Max and Andrew and the connections they have. Like he says, anytime he's got some, pick up the phone directly to Max. He's like the worldwide operator in the glass industry. You meet guys like that and he gets to know you too. And he could be feeding you jobs. All of a sudden, he gets a call from somebody in the other part of the country. Hey, I got a buddy in Chattanooga. I got a buddy here. Do you know anybody? Max says, sure. I know this one and that one and that one. All of a sudden, you're getting jobs referred to you because mm-hmm. of Max. So that's the other go in that relationship building. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Max. Andrew, um, I can't remember the girl. Melody? Melanie? is another girl that's very good with uh melanie sarah there's a whole bunch of them from the nga yeah Yeah. you also get to meet the editors of both glass magazine and u.s glass the two different magazines 
which uh, depending on what type of job you're bidding on or something just gets name exposure for your company. Good, you know, that's a great reason. Yeah, I mean, they're there at those shows and they're looking for content. I found out you send them a press release and for something, uh, you hired two new installers or you're trying a new type of truck, they'll print it, mm -hmm. they'll print it. Say, hey, Brad Lehman just uh, opened up another, another place in Atlanta and they'll print it for you, yeah. no charge because they, they need content. Absolutely, that's true. Well, we are moving. <laughs> we are moving to a new place. So I don't. I don't think guys use press releases to their benefit uh, enough. People don't know how to really. I mean, that's a real art. I mean, if you can do that, that's so such great publicity, and it's like free, basically. It's free because they need content. Just give it something that's good for everyone in the in the community. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You can think of some angle that that would be newsworthy yeah. and give it to them. But even your local paper doesn't even have to be, you know, U.S. Glass or Glass Magazine, mm -hmm. but just your local newspapers. You got to come up with something that they think would be newsworthy. You yeah. know, local business donates to school department, local business does this, you know, whatever the case, send yep. the press release out. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great one. You know, one other thing, too, is like if you happen to be like an innovator, if you invent things and you've got, you know, an idea for something that, you know, that might be beneficial to the glass industry, those shows are a great place where you can just walk right up to a booth. And usually the, the big wigs are there. And um, so, like, I went to a show in Atlanta and I brought along like a handful of uh, little inventions of mine. And I just like went up to the CRL booth. I was like, hey, who's in charge, you know, of, um, of new products? And so that guy right there. So I just walk over to him and say, introduce myself, say, hey, do you have time to look at this? And he's like, yeah, all he's doing is standing around. He's bored as hell, you know, love, would love to look at my things. So I, I got to show him a couple of things and it's like, wow, you know, um, and, and I, you know, and not just there, but like a number of different um, big companies like that. Uh, so it could be something like that. It could be something else, but it's an opportunity to talk to someone that you normally wouldn't be able to. Those same guys, if I called them on the phone and said, hey, yeah, you know, I've got a new product. I think it'll fit great in your company. And I want to talk to the person who's in charge of, you know, looking at new ideas. It'd be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, I'll give you his voicemail. And I've made a million calls like that, believe me. And then go to a show and just walk right up to the guy and talk to him. He's like, you know, he gets to see you, meet you, and it's awesome. So maybe I'll do that this year. Maybe I'll show up with something new. What is well, it? I can't tell you. <laughs> you know, another, another one, Brad, is, you know, a lot of the suppliers are there need glass guys in order for their hardware to be sold, correct? Sure. Uh, for instance, take a company like Q Railing. They've got a great product. They need glass suppliers. So if they mm -hmm. knew that you would be either a supplier to them or could install their railing systems, they need you. So you can introduce yourself to those suppliers. Mm -hmm. uh, wine closets, the same thing. Humidors. There's companies there. Well, for instance, like Vintage View that sells a lot of the racks. 
it would be great to tie in with a glass guy. So just because they're there, there, they need you too. I say that same thing to Angie's list. Every time they call me, I says, you know, you guys need us more than we need you. Cause with no contractors, you don't have a business. <laughs> That's right. yeah. That's right. <laughs> You've got no business at That's all. Right. That's right. Hmm. Well, all right, there you go. We filled it out there. We made it. Good job supplying content for this live stream. Couldn't do it without you guys. Love it. Hope you have a great week. And yeah. you know where we'll be next Wednesday. See you then. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank Good night, you. everybody. Good night, guys. Bye, everyone. Good night, everybody. Stay at the glass show, Brad. Yep. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.